Genesis chapter 1, verse 11 and, and verse 12, just two verses. Then God said, someone shout, God said. Then God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit after their own kind with seed in them. See, I love how God does things. God works smarter, not harder. See, what he, was, what he was doing right here is he didn't want to have to create again. So what he did was he created a bunch of things that can procreate. That's how smart he is. He said, I'll create it once and then it'll procreate because my word never returns void. So when I say it, it is so that every seed will produce fruit from its own kind. It will continue to do that until the end of time, until I say it's done. It's absolutely amazing. The earth brought forth vegetation. So when he said it, it happened. When he says it, it happens. Hear me. That's how powerful his word is. Listen to me. When he says it, it happens. So you can take his promises to the bank. You, you can take his truth to the bank. Like you can cash that check all day long. When God said it, it will happen because he said so. That's how powerful his word is. The earth brought forth vegetation. Plants yielding seed according to their own kinds. And trees bearing fruit in which is their seed. Each according to its own kind. And God saw that it was good. And God saw that it was good. Father, I pray right now that we would see just how good you are. Just how powerful your word is. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to us the power of the seed today. That Holy Spirit, you would strengthen us and give us the spirit of discernment so that we can't be deceived by any seed. I pray that, Lord. And I pray, Jesus, that you would help me to, to decrease so that your spirit would increase. So that, Lord, this word that you've given, this word that you've been stirring for weeks and weeks on end, that I would be able to communicate it clearly. I can't do it without you. I need you, Holy Spirit. Help me to do it. Soften our hearts right now. Fix our eyes on you right now, Jesus. And I pray that in your mighty and precious name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Listen, high five two people. And I want you to tell them this. Say, don't be deceived by the seed. Tell them, say, don't be deceived by the seed. Hopefully that makes sense here in a little bit. Because I am going somewhere with that. Thank you, Bob. Seems like we're having too much fun in church over here to the left. Yeah. That's good. Listen, I love it. I'm just upset that I'm not in on it. <clears throat> Laughter is medicine for the soul, the Bible says. Amen. Well, good morning, church. It's <clears throat> good to see you. Good to be with you this morning. I tell you, I, I have a word in my heart now that, that God's been revealing to me now for months and months and God hadn't released me to preach it yet until now. And, you know, I love how the Lord will make, uh, how would I say it, deep truths, very simple to understand. And, and, I, and I pray that constantly, right? I'm like, God, help me. Because his word, man, the depths of his understanding, no man can fathom. Like, like there's no way to fathom 
just how deep and how wide these, these words in his word go. Like, like they, they're endless revelation. And so I'm like, God, when, when you give me something, I need to be able to share it in a way that's very simple so that, that I can understand it, so that I can apply it to my life. Because if you, if you leave here and you don't leave with something that you can apply to your life, we did it in vain. We met here and it doesn't even matter because it, you didn't leave with nothing. And so, man, I believe the Lord's gonna help me do that uh, today through this, this word, amen. Galatians chapter six, seven and eight, because we're just gonna hop right into it. I got a lot to say, short time to get there. And I know that the Lord wants us to do some altar time today. So, so I'm gonna try to move quickly. But this is what it says, Galatians six, seven and eight says, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Come on, tell your neighbor, don't be deceived by the seed. Listen to what it goes on to say. God is not mocked for whatever one sows, whatever a man sows, whatever a woman sows, whatever anyone sows, that also will they reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. See, throughout the scriptures, right, we see God constantly and consistently using agricultural allegories. We see throughout the Bible this, this theme, this seed theme that God's trying to bring out and reveal to us, right? The kingdom of heaven is like what? A seed. The word of God is like a seed. Whatever a man sows, that also will he, he reap. We see this seed theme throughout the scriptures. And look, if the word of God is speaking about something so often, it's probably wise for us to pay attention because it's probably very important. And if it's important to God, it better be important to us. <laughs> if God's concerned with it, we better be equally, if not more, more concerned that, that we're ready to receive what his word is saying. And so what this tells us, because God uses it so often and is constantly talking about it, it tells us that everything about the seed is important. Everything about the seed is important, where it originated from and what it's intended to produce. Everything about it is important. And, and here's the thing about a seed. Where a seed originated from will tell us what the seed will produce. Where a seed originated from, where an ideology originated from, where the theology originated from, where the doctrine originated from, will tell us the type of fruit that it will produce. But see, here's what's difficult about a seed, okay? What's, what's difficult about it is this. Sometimes we are unsure of where a seed came from. We're unsure of where the seed came from, and so we're not going to know what, what fruit it's going to produce until it's too late and the fruit is already produced. Like for instance, so <clears throat> if I was walking out in the grass somewhere, right, and I found a bunch of seeds laying on the ground, I couldn't tell you which seed would produce what fruit. And I'm sure there's some people in here that could do that. I, I could not do that. Shoot, I couldn't tell you the difference between an apple seed and a grape seed, tomato seed or a potato seed. I don't even know if they produce seeds. I don't even know how you, how you grow them, right? I just know that I eat them when they're there for me to eat that I buy from Save-A-Lot or whatever store I go into. Thank God for people who know. So what I would have to do, because I can't tell the difference between them, I would have to take them and plant them. 
I'd have to push them down in the dirt and then I'd have to wait until it produced fruit. Then I could tell you once it produced fruit, oh, hey, that's an apple tree and that's a great vine, that's a potato and that's a tomato, right? Like that would be the only way I could do it. And this is what makes a seed so dangerous because sometimes we don't know where it originated from. So we won't know what fruit it's going to produce until it starts bearing fruit. And, and to be very honest with you, by the time that fruit is being bared, by the time the fruit is realized, it's too late. It's too late. That what a man sows, that also shall he reap. At that point, it's there, it's out, and we're going to, we're going to deal with the consequences of that seed that we allowed to get planted in our hearts and now produce the fruit in our lives. See, the thing that, that, that I see often in, in church, right, is a lot of us, we're, we're not even concerned at all about the seed. We don't even care about the seed. What I find a lot of times is, is we live in a, in a time of Christian culture that's very dismissive of things, very dismissive. Meaning this, we're, we're really not too concerned with where ideas originated from, where philosophies originated from, with, with what something's trying to, to plant in us. We're just not very concerned with it. But hear me, hear me, God's super concerned with where things originated from. Because again, where they originate from will tell us the fruit they will produce. Which is one of the things that this Galatians chapter six passage is trying to get across to us. It's one of the messages. Right? It's trying to tell us, listen, it matters about where the seed comes from because there's all types of seed. Listen, there's all kinds of seed out there trying to be planted in your hearts. Hear me? And it's constant. It never stops. Matter of fact, the reason we live in such a, a difficult time period for kids and all this is because they're flooded. They're inundated with all type of seed being cast into their heart and onto their lives. So there's all types of these seed, right? There's either seed from, from the flesh, there's seed from the enemy, and there's seed from the spirit of God. And, he, and here's the truth. If it doesn't originate from God, we can't redefine it as God. I'm, I'm telling you, we cannot redefine something as being God if it didn't originate from God. If it's not in his word, and if it's not in his principles, if it's not in his character or his nature, we can't redefine it as God because God said so. He said every, every seed will produce fruit after its own kind. And see, what we, we've got to understand is, is this. We need to be a people who are very concerned with where a seed comes from, with where things originate from, where ideas come from, what, what shows they're, they're trying to get across, what these shows are trying to, to plan in our heart, what these things are that we're listening to and that we're taking, and we better be concerned with where these things originate from. Because listen to me, everything we do, everything that we say, everything that we come into agreement with and align ourselves with in this life will eventually bear fruit. It will eventually bear fruit in your life. And anything that bears fruit first had to come in a seed form. And so look, what gets planted today will bear fruit in your life tomorrow. What gets planted today will bear fruit Produce fruit in your life tomorrow. 
And so the seeds that we are planting and the seeds we are allowing to get planted in us are so very important. Very, very important. So we can't be dismissive at all of them. And, and, and here's what we also need to understand about the seed. That's what we need to understand. Seeds come, and when, when I'm talking about seeds, hear me, I'm, I'm using an allegory like the scriptures use. And so this is what I mean when, when I'm talking about seeds, right? Seeds come from what we read. Seeds come from what you read. So you're just picking up some random thing in the doctor's office. I'm just scrolling through. Listen to me. When you read something, it's a seed trying to be planted in your life. What we watch is planting seed. The eyes are the gateway to the soul. If what you take in is filthy, this is what the Bible says, the whole body will be filthy. What we watch is planting seed. What we listen to, what we say, all of it's planting seed. The relationships that we form, hear me, and the company that we keep are planting seed. Seeds come from the things that you and I participate in, knowingly or unknowingly. Well, I didn't know that's what, it doesn't matter. It will still produce the fruit of that seed because every seed will bear fruit after its own kind. Look, seeds, right, get planted in us when we come into agreement with people, places, and things, things are being planted. You know, seeds also come from our family tree. That's why there's things called generational curses because seeds were planted in your family. They really were. Meaning this, things can be passed down from generation to generation. Things like alcoholism, addiction, even sickness and disease. That's why the doctor asks you when you go in there, was well, there heart disease in your family? Is there this disease in your family? Does someone in your family have that? Why? Because it's a generational curse on our lives. It was a seed planted by a mom, by a dad, by a grandma, by a grandpa, by a granddad, what, whatever. It could be from a long time ago. That seed could have been planted then to produce fruit in our, our lives. So see, you and I have got to be very intentional about the seeds that we are planting and the seeds that we are allowing to be planted within us. Because every seed will bear fruit after its own kind. I'm gonna tell you that like 30 times today, so just get used to it, because I wanted to get it written on the tablet of your, of your heart. And it'll bear fruit in its own time, and after its own kind. And so as Christ followers, right, we, we can't afford to be dismissive about the seed. We, we've gotta be so careful of the things we read. We gotta be so careful with the things that we watch. So careful about the things that we, about the things we listen to. Listen, that's why you've heard me tell you on multiple other occasions. Listen, don't just be listening to any old preacher, teacher, or podcaster. Hear me? Because they're planting seed. They're planting seed. And I tell you, in this past year, right, I've seen this more now, that it's been way more prevalent now than ever before that I've realized. I've seen so many people start listening to something and start paying attention to, to something on YouTube or whatever, some preach, whatever, right? And, and literally, all of a sudden, they got the seed planted in their heart, and it screws them all up. 
All of a sudden there was this evil seed planted and now their theology is messed up. Their ideology is messed up. They don't know whether they're coming or they're going. And here's the thing. They thought they were doing good. They thought they were doing the right thing. Like, oh, I'm listening to something to hopefully further my faith. They thought they were doing the right thing, but because they were deceived by the seed, didn't realize that a seed was being planted. The next thing they know, they're so far off of where God intended them to be because they allowed themselves to be deceived by the seed. They weren't paying attention to what they were listening to. That's why we've got to be very careful about these things because what we're watching, what we're listening to could be things being opened up to be seeds planted in our hearts. We got to be careful with the things that we say. Hear me, hear me. We need to be very careful about the things that we say over our kids and our loved ones and our wives and our husbands and all these things. Our words are planting seed. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. You know, over my 10 years of, of pastoring and, and, and getting to minister to people, you, you have seen often people come in and they're struggling really bad with life. And as I get to know them, a majority of them, an overwhelming majority, what I find is when they were kids, their, their parents and their teachers and all these other people were telling them they'd be worthless, they'd amount to nothing. You'll never be anything. You'll be just like your granddad was. Da, 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 da. They, they spoke this stuff over them. And now here they are, full grown adults, and they're bearing the fruit from the seed that was spoken over them years, years, years prior. Our words matter. So we gotta pay attention to what, we're, to what we're saying. I mean, we gotta be very, paying very, very close attention to the relationships we're forming, hear me? And the company we're keeping. Listen, people plant seed, Jack. They plant seed all over the place, just throwing it out there, hoping that it sticks to something or someone. Misery loves company, hear me? Hear me? We gotta be very, very careful with that. We gotta be careful in the things that we're participating in in this life with the things that we're coming into agreement with and alignment with. Hear me, when we start participating, we are agreeing with it. We're agreeing with it, period. We've gotta be mindful of all these different things. And here's why, because all these things are potential seeds that's being planted in us and that we are planting in others. And look, generational curses, man, these things are real things. I'm telling you, that's why you see alcoholism running in a family tree. That's why you could literally look at my family history and I could follow from my great, great granddad who had a drug addiction, clear down through my life, but thanks be to Jesus Christ, that's broken over my family because God completely redeemed it and removed it. But somebody had to break it. Somebody had to be willing to have God come and break that generational curse. And so look, we gotta be very mindful that very in, in, intentional about having the word of God plant new seed on fertile soil in our lives. We have to be. Because remember, the word of God is like a seed. It's a, it's a seed. And we gotta have the word of God uproot old seeds and replace it with new seed. Amen. Amen. See, we must realize the importance, church, of the seed. Stop being so quick to dismiss the origin of things. And that's the message, right? That Galatians is, one of the messages Galatians is trying to get across, right? Remember what it said. It says, don't be deceived. Tell your neighbor, don't be deceived by the seed. Don't be deceived because God will not be mocked. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that also will they reap. 
And you know, I think one of the reasons that we as Christians, I'll speak for myself, that I've been very dismissive of the seed, that I've been at times deceived by the seed is because I, I thought I could redefine the seed. I really did. I thought I could redefine it, that if I just tag Jesus to it, it'll be all good if I just pray over it later. But that's not what the Bible says. Every seed will produce fruit after its own kind. You can't re, redefine the seed. And see, so we think just because we, we tag Jesus to something, that God's just gonna bless it, that God's gonna redefine it, no matter where it came from, God, God will be okay with it and he'll just clean it all up. No, no, that whatever a man sows, that also will he reap. We will reap what we, what we sow and every seed will produce fruit after its own kind. And we love tagging God to things, right? To our dreams, to our wants, our desires. And so, but, but listen to me, hear me. If it's your dream, then it's not God's dream. Hear me. If it's your dream, that don't make it God's dream. Matter of fact, I found a lot in my life. My dreams are opposite from God's. I'm just telling you. I had a whole nother dream lined up for me when I turned 40, okay? There's a whole different picture I had of my life. And listen, if it's not God's dream, then we can't redefine it as God. We just can't. And it will produce the fruit of our own dreams. Same thing with our wants and our desires. You know, I, I hear Christians all the time say things like, oh, well, well, the Bible says that God will give us the desires of our heart. Yeah, yeah, but, but read it in its context. Because what it says is, is once you are fully mine and you're doing what, I, what only I say and, and you're only hearing what I say and you're only saying what I say, once you become fully aligned with me, now your desires will align with my desires, then I'll give you the desires of your heart. Not, not just out of our own desires, is God gonna give that? No, 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 because most of us don't know what we should desire, to be honest, at least I don't. I'm like, Lord, teach me what I desire, please, so I don't screw everything up. But so often, we try to redefine it. And if it doesn't originate from God, then it ain't God's. And it will not produce the fruit of God. And hear me, that which is done in the flesh has to be maintained in the flesh. And I'm not talking about it's bad wants, bad desires, or bad dreams. That's not what I'm saying. It could be good stuff. But still, if it's, if it's not from God, it didn't originate from God, God will not be the one to maintain it. And God will not be the one to bless it. And it won't produce the fruit of God. See, see we, we, better, we better know that just, be, just because we say God gave it to me. We throw that around a lot. We throw it around a lot. Just because we, we say that God said it to me, just because we say, well, I prayed that God, that God would bless it, doesn't mean it's from God. And here's the thing about a seed, either it's from God or it's not. There's no in between, hear me. Every seed will produce fruit after its own kind. So either it is God or it's not God and we'll produce the fruit from that seed, whether it's from God or it's not from God. And we'll reap exactly what we sowed. See, their seeds are seeds from the flesh. They're seeds from the enemy. And all these seeds will produce fruit in our lives according to its own kind. We cannot afford to be deceived by the seed. You know, I heard some people say to me not too, too long ago, this is what they said, let me get a drink. 
They said, I do Reiki, but in Jesus' name. Listen, listen, that's not how it works. Hear me, we can't redefine a seed. Reiki was originated from witchcraft and idolatry. That's where it originated from. So it will always produce the fruit of witchcraft and idolatry. I don't care how many times you say in Jesus' name. I'm telling you. I hear the same thing with, with crystals. I heard somebody tell me the same thing with crystals. I believe in crystals, but in Jesus' name. No, 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 no. Listen, understand where things originate from, church. You gotta understand where they originate from. These things, crystals originated in ancient Egypt and these other countries and, and these foreign Eastern countries that was in Hinduism and all this other idolatry. And so they'll produce the fruit of idolatry. Hear me? Because every seed will bear fruit after its own kind. We have to stop being so dismissive about things in this life. We've got to stop being dismissive. We can't tag Jesus to stuff and make it Jesus. It's not the way it works. If it's not in his word, hear me, I'll say it again. If it's not in his word, not according to his character, not according to his principles, it is not from him. And leave it alone. Leave it alone. See, the, see, the Bible is very, very clear. By his stripes, we're healed. Not by channeling some crystal's energy to heal us. No, no, by his strength. The Bible says he's Jehovah Rapha, the God that healeth thee. That's, that's the word of God. That's a seed from God. And man, we gotta be so, so very careful. And see, when we participate in these types of things, we can't be dismissive because those are going to become seeds in our lives that will produce fruit, I promise you. They will produce fruit. And when things originate in idolatry, or witchcraft, it will produce the fruit of idolatry and witchcraft, which is so far from godly, hear me, so far from godly. We cannot be dismissive of these different seeds that the things are trying to be planted in us. We cannot be deceived by the seed. Are you with me? And, and while I'm on this kick, let me just say this. And don't be messing with Ouija boards, hear me. Oh my God, teenagers. People, don't mess with Ouija boards. Don't do it, not tarot cards, psychics, all this other nonsense. And, and do not be dismissive of it. Like, ah, oh, it's just a board game. Like, it's that. No, 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 no. Know where it originated from. Hear me. Because where it originated from will tell you what fruit it will produce. Hear me. Don't do it. Stay away from it. Dungeon, dragons, all these other things, man. I'm telling you, stay away from them. Because, man, you don't understand the implications of the seed that was planted in you by coming into agreement with participating with it. I'm telling you, you'll open up doors. You'll never get shut unless you have a real encounter with God and deliverance. And, and I'm telling you, man, stay away from it. And, and I know because we're so dismissive, it's like, ah, stuff's stupid. It's goofy. It's weird. Like it, it, it's true, but it don't mean it ain't planting a seed. <laughs> don't mean it isn't planting a seed. And, and, and I'm telling you, those things have abilities to really start planting stuff that's not godly in our lives and they need to be uprooted by God and new seed needs to be planted by God. Men and women of God, we gotta be very mindful of the things that are being planted in us and the things that we are planting. For the one who sows to his own flesh will reap from the flesh corruption. That's what'll happen. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. I don't, I don't know about anybody else, but I would venture to guess all of us here want to reap eternal life. Amen. 
Listen to me, that's a seed though. That's a seed planted by God in our hearts and his name is Jesus. You wanna reap eternal life? Well, then you better start feeding that Jesus seed, I'm just telling you, so that it produces the fruit of eternal life. Jesus says this, Luke chapter six, verse 43 through 45. He says, for no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit, for each tree is known by its own fruit. Every seed will produce fruit after its own kind. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes gathered from bramble bushes. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. And the evil person out of the evil treasure of his heart produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. See, listen, this is very simple. What comes out of us is revealing what's planted in us. What comes out of us is revealing what's planted within us. And I hope you're listening because God's trying to help us today. Hear me. The Lord's trying to help us. What comes out of us is planted in us. So if, if we're producing the fruit of depression where we're always waking up depressed and we can't seem to, to get past this depression and I've, I've been there. But what that means is there were seeds of depression planted. Now you're experiencing the fruit of the depression, but, but it was planted at one, one time. If we're always full of anxiety and we're having panic attacks, I've been there. It's because these things were planted and they need to be uprooted a new seed planted. Listen, if we never have joy, we're always feeling sad. We just can't seem to find joy. It's because we've never had joy planted down in our hearts. Where? Down in our hearts. We've never had it planted because every seed produces fruit after its own kind. So if we're not seeing the fruit of joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, meekness, because they were never planted in the first place. So we're not gonna experience the fruit of them. What comes out of us is revealing what's been planted in us. And all I'm trying to say in, in that is very simply this. We need to make sure we're planting good seed. Huh. We're planting good seed. If we have depression, we have anxiety, we have all this fear and all these different things, man, we need those things to get out and make way for the new to come in. We need the word of God to plant new seed. Plant seeds of faith and Seeds of comfort and seeds of joy and peace, seeds of power and seeds of authority in Jesus' name. Those are the seeds we need to have planted in our lives. And if those things are planted, guess what? The fruit will be revealed. The fruit will be revealed. And, and listen, I'll let you in on, on, on me, man. I know when I'm off with the Lord. I mean, I'm telling you, I know it. I'm so grateful to God for, for making things very simple for me. I'm a simple man, like I told you earlier. And so God has made it really easy for me to see it. And it's a telltale sign for me when, when I'm, I'm, I'm not producing the fruit. Because remember, the fruits of the spirit, it's a fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, selfless, selflessness, right? Uh, wait a second. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, meekness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. There we go. Those things are called fruits, so that means they started in a seed. And so when I'm not seeing the fruits of those things in my life, it's a telltale sign. And usually what I can find right off the bat is, is man, I'm not patient with anything. 
and, and, and anger is right at my fingertips. I mean, it's right there. I can feel myself. I can feel it. You ever know what I'm talking about? Like, maybe it's just me. But I can feel it rising up. I'm sitting at a, at a stoplight. I'm getting angry at a stoplight. That stoplight's on a trigger. I can't change it no matter how angry I get. But I'm like, it's not turning fast enough. I've only been sitting there two minutes, but I'm still getting angry at that light and the person in front of me that they're not running the red light because I would have ran it if I was in front of them. Like, at that point, I'm just being honest, my, my wife will yell at me, you just turned left, and that's a left turn signal. I know because the government's trying to control me. That light was green. I can see the oncoming traffic. I don't need to tell me when I can turn left. If it's green, I can go. Yeah, that's my, that's my argument. <laughs> Gotta stick it to the man. <clears throat> but when I, see, when I see that happening in my life, man, and I'm getting angry and I'm getting, I have no patience, or my wife will point it out to me if I don't catch it soon enough, she's good to me. But, but right then, this is true, but Man, right then I understand, wait a minute, I gotta get alone with Jesus. I better go and start getting some things planted in my life. I I better go get alone with him. I better go get on my knees and pray to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I better get into the word of God and start planting seeds of the fruit of the spirit in my life. I I gotta start worshiping the God who created me. I need new seed planted at that point because somehow I let corrupt seed be planted in my life. And and the bottom line is this, we can't expect to never be in the word of God, but yet think we're going to bear much fruit for God. Newsflash, you cannot expect to bear a bunch of fruit for God, but never open up the word of God. It will not happen because you're not putting no seed in. So you won't produce no fruit. It cannot happen. See, we can't allow ourselves to become deceived and think, well, I don't really have to spend time with Jesus. And I really don't have to go to church to be in love with Jesus. Okay, well, that would be like me saying that I could be a good husband but never spend time with my wife and her know that I love her. Or you thinking that you could be a good parent but never spend any time with your kids. It does not happen. That will not happen. And if we sit there and think that we ain't gotta spend time with Jesus and come into the house of God and worship God together and think that, oh man, I'm still loving Jesus well, it's just not true. It's not true. I mean, I'm telling you, listen, if, if you're a person struggling to find joy in life, then figure out how to be a person of worship because you can't expect not to worship God, but then experience the joy that can only come from worshiping God because there's a certain joy that can't be taken, that can't be stolen, that can't be deceived or messed up in any type of way, but it only comes from worshiping God. And, and, and I'm not talking about turning on Caleb when you're on your way to the grocery store. That's great. Do that. Do that. But I'm talking about getting into the word of God, learning how to worship in spirit and in truth. Because what you'll start to find is your whole life is a worship, a whole worship set to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, your whole life. Start learning him, learning how to worship him in spirit and in truth. And I, and I promise you this, the fruit that God will produce of joy in your life will be undeniable. It will be uncontainable. You, you'll start to rub off on all those around you. You ever been around them people? Super joyful people, they rub off on you or they make you angry. <laughs> Depends on what mood I'm in, actually. That's fake, I can't be real. There's no way anybody's that happy. <laughs> Every covetous thought comes into my heart because of the law. No, but for real, listen to me. 
Man, you, you want to be a person who's overwhelmed with the fruit of joy, man. Be a person that knows how to worship the God who created you. And you'll have joy, 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 joy down in your heart. Where? And, 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 and look, man, when we start getting these seeds planted from God, that worthless devil can summon every demon in hell, every witch and every coven, and it won't matter because the fruit of God is way more powerful than anything the enemy could ever throw at you, ever. And he will not be able to stop you. He won't be able to stop the fruit that God will produce through you because every seed will produce fruit after its own kind and nobody can stop it because God said it. See, we we can't be deceived by the seed. And you know, when I was was thinking about this, this seed, right, I was thinking about it. I started to think about how when, when a seed is first planted, it's surrounded by darkness, right? You, you take a seed, you shove it into the ground and, and it's surrounded by darkness. And how at sometimes what we do is we confuse that darkness with being buried. We'll confuse being planted and being buried because there's, there's similarities, right? But listen to me, the similarities of being buried and being planted are not the focus. The difference is, that's what you focus on. The difference of being planted or being buried is where the power is. See, listen, when you're buried, when you're buried, destiny is done. When you're buried, it's meant to stay where it is. It's in the ground. It's not going anywhere and darkness will never leave when you're, when you're buried, right? But see, when you're, when you're planted, you're only in the darkness for a little bit. Hear me. When you're planted, you're only surrounded by darkness for a little bit. And hear me. When you're planted, the destiny is only concealed for a little bit. At a future date, it's going to be revealed. That's the difference of being planted. See, when something is, is, is planted, it's only in the ground for a little while. Only to rise right back up only to come up out of the ground. And guess what? It comes up better than how it went down. This is the beauty of being planted by God. This is the beauty. This is why we can rejoice in trials of many kinds. This is why it was good for me to be afflicted. This is why it was good for me to be persecuted. Because once I get back up from the trial, once I I make it through the persecution, once I rise again from the affliction, I'll be better for it better than ever before because because all of that is part of the process see when you're planted all those things are part of the process God uses everything the enemy meant for harm for your good and the darkness and the trials and the temptation and all that all that stuff that darkness is part of the process and guess what the process is meant to make the destiny reality in your life This is why we allow the process to have its full work so that I may be perfect, complete, lacking, nothing, nothing. When God is for you, when God is the one that has planted you, the enemy cannot bury you. He might be able to throw a little wrench in there every once in a while. He may be able to mess things up for a little bit, frustrate you a little bit, but he can't bury you and he can't hold you. See, we can't be deceived by the power of the seed. And you know, when I was wrapping this up, the Lord started to remind me of of Jesus. The Holy Spirit started speaking to me about Jesus, right? 
Because what we've got to remember about him, he's the ultimate seed of faith. Hear me. He's the ultimate seed of faith. That's why he's called the author and perfecter of our, of our faith. And, and we got to remember, right? that he was beaten for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement that brought us peace was placed, was placed upon him. You gotta remember that he is, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the entire world. Revelation says it this way, I seen a lamb that had looked like it had been slain. It's not slain anymore, it's seated on high. He's seated above all rule, all authority, and all dominion. See, listen to me, because Jesus was obedient to death, even death, on a cross because he was crucified on the cross at Calvary. Now all of those who call on his name shall be saved. And what we've got to remember is, is guess what? He was in the ground for three days. He was in the tomb for three days. And I started to think about how that worthless devil thought he buried him. <laughs> he thought he buried the Christ. He thought he buried the anointed one of God. He thought Jesus was buried, but see, Jesus wasn't buried, he was planted. He was planted, he wasn't buried. So, so, so he says in John chapter 12, verse 24, he says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a kernel of wheat dies and falls to the ground, it will remain one seed. But if it dies and falls to the ground, what? It will become many seed. He was saying this about himself. See, the enemy hadn't buried Jesus because God had planted Jesus. And because he was planted by God, the enemy couldn't keep him. The ground could not hold him. The grave could not contain him or restrain him. That's why the Bible says, oh, oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, hell, where is your victory? Death has been swallowed up in victory. And because God planted Jesus in the ground on the third day, the Bible says he rose up out of the grave. On the third day, he got up right up out of that grave and just like the grain of wheat that fell to the ground it rose again with many seed now he's become the seed of the nations is what the bible says the one because he died but then rose again he became the seed for the many one died so that the many could be saved god planted jesus he wasn't he wasn't buried and, and here's my point. If we allow God to plant us just like he did Jesus, if we only do what we, we see our father do, if we, we only say what, what we hear our, our father say, if we allow God to plant good seed in our hearts from the word of God, seed from time spent with him, seed from time in prayer, seed from times of worship and times of great intimacy, with God, if we allow him to plant these seed, there'll be nothing and no one that can stop the fruit that God will produce through you. Nothing and no one. Because every seed will produce fruit after its own kind. The enemy won't be able to bury you because God is the one that's planted you. And the enemy won't be able to steal your joy, won't be able to steal your peace, won't be able to cause depression. He won't be able to do any of that because you've been planted by God the seed of God is planted within you and then God will use you to multiply his kingdom that's what he'll do at that point God will, will bless us more than we could ever think ask or imagine according to the powerful work of the seed planted within us this seed of faith we can't be deceived by the seed church come on 
on, someone shout. I've not been buried, I've been planted. Come on. I've not been buried, I've been planted. I hope you remember that. Go ahead and stand to your feet, please. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Yeah, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the seed of your word. I thank you, God, that you only give good and perfect gifts, perfect seed. And so, Lord, I I pray right now that this word would be like a seed planted in our hearts. That, God, we came in here this morning ready, willing, and open to receive a word from you ready to spend time with you, ready to worship you so that we can receive seed from you so that it will grow and produce fruit for you. So Lord, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would begin to draw your people, begin to plant seed on your people even now. And Spirit of God, I pray that you would increase this harvest increase the seed and Lord as we open the altars this morning and we come and we pray and we ask you to bring the increase and we ask that one plants and another waters but we ask you God to bring the increase I pray Lord the Holy Spirit you would be so thick up here at this front that God as people come they would actually be able to tangibly feel the growth of your word within them I pray that Holy Spirit Make it evident. I pray for an encounter with you this morning. And I pray it in Jesus' name. So we're going to open the altars for a little, a little bit. I believe God wants to grow some things and water some things that he planted. And also uproot things that's been planted in you that needs to be removed out of you this morning. And I felt like the Lord said, open the altars. Let them come. Let them come. Because in our coming is in our obedience and in our participation. Saying, Lord, I, I'm going to come into agreement with you. I'm going to participate in the word. Listen, listen to me. A walk with God is, is a two-way street. It's a two-way street. He wants you to walk to him. He'll walk with you, but, but you're gonna have to walk to him. And so, man, I'm gonna open these altars. The worship team's gonna sing, then we'll dismiss.